back to batting around. We're still here. It's batting around. Uh, I'm your co-host Jane, and with me, as always, is Lauren. Hi, uh, I'm, La- I'm Lauren. That's Lauren and Stephen. You? Hey, Stephen. Uh, cool. Like we actually, there's actually a good, good bit of news. <laughs> there is. Uh, even just today or the last couple days, and then since we recorded last, definitely have uh, a decent amount of news here. Before we, before we jump into it, though, I sorry to interrupt, but. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I think there's like a screenwriting term for this. I'm forgetting what it is, but, uh, I'm, I'm putting a loaded gun in the podcast and eating an edible live on the air here. So <laughs> we've got 45 minutes. Hell yeah. And then we're out. Keep us, keep us updated. It's the, the, yeah, like our, kind of like our Chekhov's edible here. We'll see how we're doing <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good idea. Shit. God. Yeah, no, I'm jealous. I need to get, I need drugs back in my life. You're um, drinking and you're taking edibles and here I am with a fucking coffee. Hey, coffee's a drug. Coffee, coffee is a drug. Co- coffee counts. That is a drug. Caffeine is, <laughs> caffeine counts. Not nearly as fun as LSD, but it's not bad. Oh man. We should get some, we should get some LSD. We should. Uh, for an episode. Absolutely. Let's record an episode of like, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, they're decriminalizing uh, magic mushrooms in DC. So like maybe like podcast meetup once things are safe and we'll just oh yeah in 2027 yeah as i was saying like in you know 2024 when it's okay to to travel places yeah we'll yeah. we'll have our first plant, show together plant your spores now and by the time they're fully grown <laughs> well i have been i have been shitting in dark places in my house so like we're 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 almost Good. there that's step one we're that's almost step there one. yeah yeah uh yeah whatever minnesota does it i'm i'm ready uh <laughs> okay what should we uh talk about first here should we talk about the the Mets potentially uh, pulling out of their tailspin? Ugh. Yeah, I, I think that's been a super interesting development. Like, um, I, I I just I, I was thinking about it a few minutes ago because <clears throat> there was this really interesting statistic um, from uh, Sports Odds Checker US that like tracks um, sports betting markets, and um, uh, the Mets are overwhelmingly the better choice for the 2021 World Series now. With forty five percent, forty six percent of all bets being having been placed on the Mets to win the World Series, uh, and like I get they're hyped, but that's kind of a fucking long shot. <laughs> like they're that, no, yeah, and then like because they've, I mean, okay, they've they've like they've signed Stroman. Uh, what really else have they actually concrete done? He said on Twitter he's going to do a bunch of crap. Like as far as I can tell, that's right. the big one. Like he's made some hires that are smart, I suppose. Uh, but for the most part, it's just been like saying like, yeah, I'm going to go big on Twitter, which like w- when has a, a megaloma- megalomaniac uh, billionaire uh, overpromising on Twitter ever had de- ever had consequences like uh, Elon Musk did uh, tank his stock price and get an FEC um, investigation into him when he did that, I guess. And also also I was thinking of, thinking of Trump. Yeah, right, right, right. He's, that too. I guess. He's a fake billionaire. Some people don't. Think yeah, it doesn't. Anymore. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Cohen. Like, I mean, they've signed Stroman, and then they've just been like, "Oh, they're linked to Lindor or like linked to all these things." But like, nothing's happened yet. I can't believe like, I can't believe that people are putting that much money on them already. Yeah, they're, they're, fans are fans are hyped. I get it, and and I do think the Mets are still like on paper a very good team. It, Stuttgart being back will help a lot with the pitching rotation, uh, but like it's one of the most competitive divisions in, in the game. Uh, the Marlins also made big strides forward uh, last year. It's like really four of the five teams in there. 
all five teams in there could be competitive next year. They're doing. They're all doing something anyway. Uh, all of them. Well, yeah. Four of them. <laughs> how are how are the Phillies doing, Steve? I don't want to talk about it. All right. <laughs> I I'm just. I'm expecting the Mets to sign JT Real Muto, and when that happens, mm. I am going to go live in the woods, and you will never hear from me again. <laughs> I mean, why, why would they sign the, the best catcher in the game when they have uh, Tomas Nito and Ali Sanchez as their two starting catchers? Yeah, I'm I'm not afraid of everybody's everybody's sharing those fucking charts with like uh, Steve Cohen's net worth compared to all the other owners net worth and just like oh my god they're gonna spend so much money and like there's 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 a cap it's soft but there's a cap the Mets are not going to spend above the cap so I'm not afraid of what Steve Cohen brings to the Mets in 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 terms of that I'm afraid that he's going to bring some measure of competence to the organization and like I'm, I'm really going to miss the lull Mets moments, the fucking weird, uh, <clears throat> unforced errors, uh, the them making themselves the, the total laughing stocks, because uh, like I, I need that because otherwise, then it's all the more apparent that the Phillies are the laughing stocks, and I, I, I can't. It's I'm like so how you, it's like how you don't, you don't need to be the. Uh the fastest gazelle you just can't be the slowest exactly and hmm, it looks like the phillies like if the mets pull, pull out of it like hmm. i'm not worried hmm. i'm not worried the, no. the mets are gonna mets like I, the the threads of the threads of fate uh can be unraveled but not unwound uh I, i'm quoting that from assassin's creed valhalla which i spent all weekend playing uh right. but it's true did you speaking of that did you did you find um what was his name uh Cody Bellinger. Kodai Sluggerson or so whatever. I, I haven't yet, but it's the... I watched a clip and I'm not even going to bother trying because, like, it's it's not his fault. Uh, the sports cameos are often so affectless. Like, I don't know why they don't coach, voice coach players more on those cameos. It's just, like, it's so ham-fisted and obvious that it's like, this is a this is a sports guy. Does he talk like those fucking Twitter videos where they ask them what their favorite animals are and it looks like they're in a fucking like hostage video yeah it's super super flat which like is is it's a coaching thing it's an experience thing voice acting is a skill every everything that has like um that has voice acting in it whenever they get somebody who's not a voice actor in to do something you can always tell yeah like they always have that flat thing like uh which is true yeah like a, it, which is playing true for, gta like... online and and mm-hmm. like and they have like the djs you can hire for your nightclub and they all and i figured those all must be like actual djs because like they're just like solomon buddy hey and he's just like oh, I'm, Sol- I'm solomon <laughs> and like <laughs> and it's yeah and, and so yeah i assume cody's gonna be just yeah. like that which is which is too bad and it's it's not just video games like it's even the really great cameos like the simpsons bit softball episode are still like flat and kind of affectless right even when it's like you know singers who mm-hmm. should know how to like really project and do stuff it's always really weird sounding like mm-hmm. it's always off whenever there's uh somebody that's like guest starring it's best when it's kind of an awkward celebrity to begin with like michael jackson on the simpsons like we're like you're <laughs> well he, he was all yeah anyway the the uh that's a yeah that's that's a deleted episode that that one's not around anymore you can't watch that anywhere um uh, yeah I, I think the the mets will in some ways continue to mets and i think that if uh 
they, they the other MLB owners would not have like approved Steve Cohen if he wasn't gonna help them suppress salaries mm-hmm. and if he was gonna and if he was actually gonna like go over the luxury tax. Yeah. Like I, I don't see it happening. I mean, I can see him, you know, getting up to it. Uh, I don't know where exactly the Mets have been on salary for the last couple of years, but they've got to be nowhere near. Ah, they do. The... They paid pretty well, but like, like you said, it's it's the other owners would never approve it, and like even right. the teams that did go over, uh, like the Dodgers, the teams with really really big uh, uh, bases, you know, piles of money, like the Dodgers who did go over that cap, have all been working ever since that then to go under, and those teams do that because they were trying to avoid a hard rebuild. They got to have it both ways for a couple of years. They got to, you know, build their talent internally while also competing on the field. And uh, the Mets don't need to do that. Like, they don't need to go over. They have a pretty good team as it is. They're not coming in like the McCourt era Dodgers with, like, kind of scraps on the field and a thin, uh, fairly thin uh, farm system. Like, there's just no reason for them to go over like that. They can sign one big free agent and coast on the goodwill for a couple of years and make kind of small moves and, like, rehire Jay Bruce. Uh, for the little pieces. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't think you have to be too worried, Stephen. I know that uh, the default mood in Philadelphia is doom and gloom, like that. But okay, but it's uh, it is warranted. It is. It is. Yeah, but you know what? You've also won a World Series uh, in the last, you know, what ten years, fifteen years. So I don't know. I don't feel too bad. That's true. And, and it's not that we're not grateful for the city of Philadelphia um, single-handedly preventing another four years of Trump. We are grateful for that. Yes, great job. <laughs> Thank you. In, re- in return, in return, the Mets should agree to not sign. I think it's a fair trade-off. We should give JT Riomoto to the F- Phillies on like a, on like a five-year deal in exchange for uh, pr- protecting the, our last treads of uh, democratic process. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of... Uh, you know, transactions, front offices. Uh, we have our first woman GM in the game. In any in any major sport. In any major sport. Of the yeah. U.S. major sports. Right. Uh, Kim Ng. First Asian American as well. Yeah, first, first Asian American as well. Kim Ng was hired by the Marlins. Uh, long overdue. She seems extremely qualified. God, how long has she been the... Sources say so and so are considering Kim Ng for the for the managerial position. Like, how long have those been happening? I swear, I remember it like four or five times. Yeah, and like this is it's got to she's got to be like the person um, most qualified in their first year. Oh yeah, as a GM, like by far. Well, she has to be because <laughs> yeah, she's a lady. What? <laughs> well, she, she has, has to be because she has to work harder than men. Oh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, this is this is really exciting. This mm-hmm. is this is really cool. We've seen, um, you know, women coaching on the field in this last year, which is really cool. So, you know, there's 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 some little steps of progress here. Yeah, that, that seem really cool. And, Question. I'll oh, go ahead. Um, this may be cynical, but do we think she's being set up to fail with the Marlins here? Yeah, <clears throat> they are young and exciting, but I don't know. Something to consider. Uh, In terms of it being like a conspiracy to sh- to like tank no, women across like, MLB, I don't think so. But or like they could have. I think the reasoning is like maybe they could have. They, they're not expecting to be really competitive for two or three years. They're just going to kind of try to keep doing what they're doing, and then when it's time to win, they go for someone better. I think is what kind of you're suggesting. That's what I'm afraid of. 
I think that's a, a, as valid a fear as any, like these kinds of... I think GMs tend to be a little less um, chosen for those kinds of roles than like coaches or, or managers. Uh, I think GMs, you're really looking for someone who can steer the whole ship institutionally for uh, at least a, at least the, the middle future of like more than uh, one cycle of players, in theory. But, you know, it's hard to see all these... The philosophies that are actually happening behind closed doors are so hard to... Um, articulate because it's not something they ever get asked about. So, and is there really a Marlins fan base that's like clamoring for victory right now? That's true. That's, that's gonna like that's is gonna that's gonna like tank base? her chance. Right. Exactly. Like I don't see, uh, you know, anybody out for blood mm-hmm. demanding a title right now. In fact, they're coming off of a, you know, surprise run into the playoffs where they not only made it there but they you know got in a couple rounds. And so. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that there's. I don't think it's so much being set up set up to fail. And, um, and, maybe maybe she wouldn't you know give be given this opportunity at a at a team that's um, you know currently like has a championship window really open, hmm. uh, which is you know that's saying something. But I don't think that it's like I don't think that she's like a placeholder so much. Uh-huh. I think that I think she's being given a, a legit shot here. Absolutely, and I, and I, I think it's worth saying like. I, I am as, as cynical about the brand of, of feminism that says we just give a couple women at the top more power and it'll trickle down to all the women below them. Uh, and, and I think it's a natural instinct a lot of leftists have, um, a lot of leftist socialist feminists have. Um, within the context of baseball, a GM does actually have a fair amount of power over these things, like in terms of uh, as, as little as making... Uh, the right internships go to the right people, to more diverse people. Um, changing front offices does have a tangible effect in terms of what careers are possible uh, for, for women and, and people of color in the sport. Um, in, a, in a way that uh, isn't as comprehensive as, as we would hope. Like, it's not going to change the systemic issues of the pipeline or change how franchises behave. Um, but it more opportunity does seem to have more of a trickle-down effect in, in these kind of worlds like baseball than it does in uh, our political system or social society as a whole. Well said. Yeah, very well said. Well, congrats, Kim. I, it is, this was like genuinely some nice news to read. Yeah, this is, this is, some, this is good, feel-good um, front office hiring news mm-hmm. in contrast with some other front office hiring news around the league. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, like, what is like a day or two? We're like a little bit late to this on the news cycle now because it happened like a day or two after we recorded uh, our last episode. But uh, Stephen is, of course, <laughs> referring to Tony Larusa. Uh, it being revealed that he got a DUI and was charged with it the day before he was hired by the White Sox further compounding uh just how terrible mm-hmm. of a hire this was um for so many reasons that it happened back in february um and the charge came the day before he was hired so you know they definitely knew about it and i'm sure they knew about it before i'm sure he you know uh divulged that to them before that and they went ahead with it anyway uh really just another another mark on how terrible of a hire this was. We saw uh, Marcus Stroman the day before he re-signed with the Mets. 
um, say that, you know, no amount of money would get him there, which I'm sure was for multiple reasons, not just because of the DUI, but like, God damn, uh, this, that, this White Sox team, this is a really, really horrific offseason for them already just because of this one decision. Really, really tragic. Um, Absolutely. Uh, that's kind of kind of tanking that team, like at least in the, the public opinion, I'd say. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm thinking, like, it's interesting, especially in, in contrast to the Marlins. Like, if you were to, like, somehow chart over time, like, good decisions and bad decisions or on um, – or if like good decisions go down and bad decisions go up over time in terms of rebuild, uh, this off season for the Marlins and um, the White Sox would kind of look like COVID cases in the U.S. versus can't versus uh, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in you know in Taiwan where they're having music festivals right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. This. This just. This just really sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of jokes about it after well, after it happened, but it's objectively. I mean, it's really funny not that the man was arrested, saying, "quote Do you see my ring?" and quote uh, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. Yeah, just pathetic. Just like the saddest. It is truly pathetic. I mean. I don't know the 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 town that I lived in for a long time in Western Wisconsin is a college town, and like I've, I've talked about on Twitter, like everyone, like so many people I knew, and I worked at bars, and so so many people I knew had DUIs there, and like all of them did that exact same thing that he did, where they were like, I had one drink at work, I had one drink with friends, yeah, one glass of uh, wine, just a glass yeah. of wine at dinner, you know, you know, because he, I mean, this isn't, and this isn't the first time it's happened mm-hmm. for Larusa. He was found asleep at the wheel at a traffic light. Uh, in 2007 i believe yeah uh it's just it just really really fucking sucks it's mm-hmm. so it's so disappointing that the white Sox definitely knew about this and continued to do it uh because you know he, he put people's lives at danger it, it ruins people's lives mm-hmm. like it's truly truly fucking horrible that they're and then and that like it's not going to affect anything he's going to have this job the man is 76 years old yeah, what, like, a, seven, what, a seventy-six-year-old man who clearly is at odds with the rest of like kind of the spirit and the philosophy of this team, of this young, exciting, talented team. What is the logic to keeping him? It's that <laughs> that like restore loves. He him. hasn't even he hasn't even managed in like almost a decade. They're just they're buddies, and he felt like he owed him from like a, some previous time he, he got fucked from, over. Yeah, from like when he got fucked over in the eighties. Yeah, in like Ugh. the mid eighties. Like, God. you know, before any of us were even born, uh, he's making up for some perceived, you know, slight back then, um, you know, despite him being a terrible fit for this team, despite him, you know, <laughs> making and it's, you know, being a manager is a job about decision making. And, you know, he's a guy that he's in his 70s getting DUIs. That's horrible decision making. Like that's that's just horrible decision making. No matter how you look at it, yeah, uh, it looks fucking horrible. It's just awful. Like, just yeah, fuck the White Sox are doing this. Like, it really sucks. Or fuck the man, the owners, whatever. It sucks. Yeah, dri- driving in Phoenix uh, while loaded is is one of the single worst decisions you could possibly make. And normal people feel that consequence every day. Like even even the drivers themselves, it's an incredibly harsh punishment in Arizona, uh, in Maricopa County. Um, 
Uh, and it's already been dismissed. I, I don't know the proceedings there. I don't know the details. I I'm not going to say anything about it. if it was like corruption or just doing somebody a favor or if it was if it was legitimately not uh, grounds for a case. I don't know. But um, it sucks. I've had friends ruin lives, r- friends' lives seriously hurt or ruined on both sides of it. God, <laughs> just awful. Like, I don't know. Not a ton else to say about it. There's, it's already been in the news cycle for a while. Mm-hmm. Just like, just really, really shitty. I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Um, <clears throat> all right. New segment. Are you ready? All right. Steven has a segment now. I'm really excited. Lauren Lauren hasn't done her segment for a bit. Uh, well, we got to get back to that. You have, we have nothing but time now, Lauren. We got to get, we got to get back to your infuriating. Lauren, one of our, one of our off season, uh, episodes can be a Lauren hosted quiz show. I'd be into oh, yeah. that. We'll just do the Jeopardy skit again. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right. <laughs> Lauren Walker's sports machine, an entire episode of it, yes. of just, of just me and Jane sounding like the dumbest fucking people alive. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't edit out the gaps either, so it's just going to be truly painful to uh, listen to and and be a part of as well. Uh, but anyway, Stephen, let's let's do your let's get to your your segment here. Why don't you introduce it uh, all over again here? All right, so we are entering Stephen's KBO corner, and uh, just in time for the Korean series, which starts tomorrow. Uh, actually, in a few hours, because it starts at 4.30 a.m. About the time this uh, podcast is going to come out. Hell yeah. So you can listen to this <laughs> podcast while you're watching ESPN's truly abysmal broadcast of it. Um, but you can you can just mute it and enjoy enjoy the, the, the pinnacle of the KBO being played between the NC Dinos and the Doosan Bears. Go Dinos. Um, Let's go dinos. Doosan. We yeah. love the dinos. Yeah. Doosan uh, makes inferior forklifts. Uh, <laughs> so I am we are all about the dinos here. The uh, the dinos have were the the KBO's best team this year, which means uh, under their playoff format that they this is the only series of the playoffs they're doing. Uh, this top seed in Korea just automatically punches their ticket to the to the korea series which is great nice i, I love like that, that. Yeah. love that idea but yeah they're the top team in the league uh they beat the they beat the bears in their uh head-to-head during the regular season nine to seven and they hit the most home runs of in the kbo with 187 but the bears happen to have the best era of the kbo this year so it should be an interesting and an exciting series. I can't wait because the dinos fucking rule, even though um, I just discovered that uh, Philly's legend Aaron Altair is a huge MAGA piece of shit. Uh, but we don't have to talk <laughs> about that. No, and I think he's also not doing very well in the KBO, so hopefully he'll be an issue no, much he's, longer. He is doing fine, which is not what you want to see for... Uh, a former Major League Baseball player playing in the KBO. Um, yeah, they should be doing, like, you know, they should be, like, a star player or doing really well, uh-huh. right? The Dinos are searching for their first KBO championship. Um, the Bears, meanwhile, have won three of the past five. So they've got big San Francisco Giants bullshit energy stink on them. Boom! Yeah, Boo! see, I think that... I think that's what we need to do in this segment is we need to draw the parallels um, for our listeners 
to Major League Baseball. Right, specifically. To kind of give them sort of narrative uh, yeah, sense dinos, of what's going on. The Dinos are like, I don't know. What's a team that hasn't won? A smart, good. A smart team that's good, uh, but hasn't really had much success. Uh, and I don't think the Dinos are cheap. I think they just have kind of a limit, limited budget, is my understanding. Um, the Dinos are like the 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 twenty the mid. <laughs> the Dinos are like the the one of the really good Nationals teams that never made it. Okay. Yeah, like the Harper yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the Bears, the Bears are like the Bears won three of the past five, which obviously draws parallels with the Giants, but they're also like juggernauts, so they're kind of like a mishmash. They're kind of like a like an unholy mashup of the Giants and the Dodgers. Hate that. Hate that. That's oh, wrong. Wow. We we all hate that. That's not good. <laughs> that, that's morally um, incomprehensible. Wait, no, they're just the Dodgers, because the Dodgers have won the three of the five last World Series, too. <laughs> <laughs> so is the, what's the format here for the for this series? Like, best of seven? Like uh, it's a best of here? seven. It's being hosted okay. in a, at a neutral site in Seoul. They're full-on yeah. have all of their fans back and everything, right? They don't, actually. Um, really? They sold, so they, they opened up to half capacity, so they, they sold out to 50% capacity for tonight's, tomorrow's, whatever game. But the Korean government just issued uh, a decree like a few hours ago that it needs to be 30% capacity. I feel like half capacity is like you might as well be at full capacity. <clears throat> like for how like jammed in a baseball yeah, stadium is. That's, that's I mean, 30, 30% isn't much better, but I feel uh, like that might like do some. Uh, not really, though. So I'm not gonna, but like 50% not, does nothing. Not sure what they're going to do with that 20% that they got to cut. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll it should just be whoever's in line first. It should just be like we'll see what the crowds look, what the crowd looks like tonight. It should just be first past the, fo- the post. Whoever's in first gets it. Steven, do you have a a prediction here, or do we have do we have gambling odds? Do we have anything like that? I have not looked up gambling odds. Um, by by all measure of like just from the very casual look that I've had at like records and 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 stats. Uh, I think it's 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 pretty evenly matched, but with uh, in slightly in 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 NC's favor. All right, we'll go Dinos. That so, makes sense. Yeah, like, definitely go Dinos. Mm-hmm. The the baseball is supposed to really fly there. I know they made efforts to kind of tone that down, but yeah, it's the team that hits the most home runs is a good position to be in. It seems to be the case over here, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you get to playoff baseball, teams that hit a lot of home runs win playoff games. We'll definitely have more updates on that next week yeah Hopefully so we can schedule, get into some other i'm excited the, the schedule yeah. is uh games one and two are uh tuesday and wednesday and then there's a there's an off day on thursday they're coming back uh friday the 20th and saturday the 21st and they're off that sunday so then um unless there's a sweep we will probably record before the final three games so we can give an update on that. The final three games are Monday through Wednesday next week. Awesome. Great. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week then. Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for that KBO update, Stephen. I'm gonna get some. Uh, I'm gonna get some music for that. Hell yeah. Uh, next week, I will probably not do that while I'm editing tonight. Though.
the screenwriting term I was thinking of at the start of the episode was time lock. I realized that a few minutes ago. Not sure what I'm going to Did you realize that while it was kicking in? No, it hasn't. Like, 45 minutes before it really takes even kicks in. I'm fine. Uh, let's get in the mailbag then. Ready? Let's go. Yep. Um, at price underscore yeah says, why are the Cardinals like this? What um, is the context? <laughs> yeah. I feel like this, because this is an older question. Because uh, uh, they... Because they drafted Kyler Murray would be my smart-ass answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think you can just also just uh, look at the uh, the the St. Louis area is kind of kind of kind of messed up. <laughs> frankly, there's a whole uh, weird cult that they have there uh, that has weird little uh, like literally it has robes and and masks and weird chairs and and uh, balls and stuff. Um, Wait. Yeah, I don't know. St. Louis is weird. Yeah, St. Louis has some weird has some weird like business cult there. Ellie Kemper was the. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> have you heard about that? Yeah, where like Ellie Kemper was there, like like what the fuck is their their May Queen sort of weird shit mm-hmm. that they have going on there. They've got. I, I'll look into it more later, and I'll, yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, they've St. Louis has some weird stuff going on there. And my take, you know, I I, I I do think the Cardinals organization has a lot of problems. It's got a weird like old old good old boy networking issues. Um, the, I do think it's worth pointing out that like, uh, because of just how the Twitter culture has evolved and this online, you know, the uh, best team in America thing, the hubris of that, like I, I do think when a dumb front office makes a dumb decision, uh, it'll fly kind of under the radar. But when the Cardinals make a dumb decision, it's, oh my God, the fucking Cardinals. Like uh, yeah. I, I'm not defending the organization, but like, I don't, I do think it's a little applied a little bit unfairly sometimes, not unfairly inconsistently the cardinals are the cardinals are weird because they're i mean they're a mid-market team like they're not like a you know they're not like the dodgers or the yankees or the cubs like they're they're but they're constantly good or at Mm -hmm. least competent and it's just like there's a fatigue there with with uh, among non-cardinals fans on top of their extremely weird and gross good old boy like personality yeah R- really so, i think i i think i think you could argue uh, actually and this is a little bit devil devil's advocate but you could kind of argue like the the smart teams that raise the a- athletics um the ones that uh want to be good every year and, and use the advanced metrics and, and to get there and kind of benefit from the press of it um, you can kind of argue the Cardinals have been doing that for a long time now and just don't get credit mm-hmm. for it because they don't sound as smart when they say it, talk about it. Right. I think I'll just always say fuck the Cardinals because they, um, they mess with Tommy Pham for, for so long. That's fair. That sucks. We'll go to the next question here. At Oscar underscore Wilden says, uh, best worst slash worst baseball movies or books. I'm reading the Doc Ellis Donald Hall book and it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't read books. So I can't really tell you that. No, I read books. I just I just don't really read baseball books though. I guess I've never really really done that. But yeah, where what do you guys like for good? What are you, yeah baseball books, movies, general recommendations? I literally watched a League of Their Own yesterday for the first time in probably a decade. Okay, it's I thought you were of... gonna say for the first time, and I was like, no. I was gonna I was gonna be shocked. No 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 no. Hot take. Still Hot great. Hot take. League of Their Own is good. Yeah. <laughs> It was one of those movies where, like, I know I rem- I recall certain scenes and I know I've watched it before, but I forget a lot of it because it's been so long. And I was sitting there like, oh yeah, this is a good movie, great. It's a classic. I was genuinely at a point where I, I was, kind of questioning my sexuality a little bit. Oh okay. 
with, I mean, it's Gina Davis. She does that. Like, She's who, very tall. You, you yeah, can't. No. You can't blame me. No, no, of course six not. Six feet tall. Totally understand. It happens. Uh, six foot tall Gina Davis in like playing baseball in yeah. a catcher's uniform with absolutely yeah. flawless uh, collarbone. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, we can, we can't blame you, Stephen. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're any less of a gay man. Uh, it's, it has, it's, it's okay. It's, uh, it's okay. You can feel totally secure in your sexuality. The Kinsey scale actually has a, a a very little known, uh, clause specifically for her and for, um, uh, (laughs) Ellen Ripley. Um, right. Oh God. Yeah. That's another one. (laughs) Women who could physically hurt me. I, I will throw out a book though. I will throw out a book though. Uh, uh, Ball Thor by Jim Bouton. I, I reread it uh, fairly recently because he, he passed on fairly recently. It's a fascinating book uh, on its own. It holds up. It's very funny. He's got a great uh, voice uh, and he's deep knowledge about baseball and, uh, and the dysfunction of baseball in particular. Um, it's kind of his story about how he failed out of the minor, out of baseball over time, uh, tried it as a knuckleballer and it didn't really take off. Uh, it was a really important part of baseball history because it broke a bunch of the um uh kind of the it, you know don't talk about what goes on in the clubhouse uh that, that ruled the sport for a long time and it totally shattered that and changed how we talk about baseball and um still really worth uh checking out it's uh, great fun ball four by jim bowden all right nice. cool great recommendation thank you so much for that um i think that we'll eventually do a you know full-on episode about baseball movies yeah because i have i have not watched very many baseball movies so. I think I've watched like most of them. Um, I will say that I I really hate the natural, and I it's hate, bad. Uh, yeah, and I hate Field of Dreams. Also bad. Um, yeah, yeah, dog shit, horrible boomer garbage movies. Um, I have, I have one more too. Uh, 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 the documentary about Doc Ellis because you did mention reading the book about Doc Ellis. I that one is very fun. I was I was kidding, I don't like it very much. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I think it doesn't focus enough on his uh, playing career. Uh, like it's a lot of the movies just about his life after uh, after baseball and after the drugs and everything. Like I don't care. I only spend most of the time on the the actual game he threw. Uh, like yeah, no, that that's that's true. It it it's way too much on that. But I think uh, I don't know. You, you see a lot of you see like short clips of it get posted a lot, and those are really like those are really fun. Those I think that that's fun. kind of paint. Yeah. That's painting my view of it. I think because yeah. I have watched the whole thing. But like I guess when I think about it, I I usually am thinking about you know just like. Oh, this three and a half minute um, clip that's going around, you know, at any given time. And that's that's because it's it's uh, that's because they. I really just don't think they had the budget to do what they wanted to do with it. It has those mo- great sure. moments, like the the intro is fantastic when they're intercutting the talk about the game with like the staticky, hazy footage from the time. Uh, I, I love those parts of it. I just I wish it had more money at the start and had a little bit more ambitious with what they could do with it. That's all. Uh, okay, cool. And then let's see, Nicholas Hamer's too. Uh, hey, how's it going? Um, when do you realistically think we can all go to a baseball game again and it not be totally weird? And how much more will a beer cost? I don't think there's any way to answer this. <laughs> we just had yeah. this week, like yeah. the the Biden tra- the Biden transition team being like, we don't need to do another lockdown. We don't need to do that. Uh, and so I don't think that we're going to be going to baseball games anytime soon. Counterpoint: We're de- baseball games will be open for attendance soon. Um, the the wisdom of that choice, however, is a completely different thing. But the the mm-hmm. second part of the I mean, but 
okay, there was three parts of that question early. And the second part of it is, you know, and it not be totally weird. It will not be totally weird. It'll For the be, people who go. That's like, that's like optimistically two years out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but I, I fully expect... I fully expect them to be selling tickets next year. I think we'll find out relatively soon. I think the bellwether for that's going to be spring training because that's such a huge economic driver for the cities they're 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 in and for the teams themselves. Uh, it's a super critical. There's like infrastructure reasons why it has to happen, and the teams want all have money invested in their stadiums out there, and uh, they're all going to need to see some kind of return on that because they can't let a single penny go. So I think um, really any week now that arguments going to start, start heating up about whether what how many fans are allowed in, in those spring training and that'll drag out I was March. just about to comment that it sucks that spring training happens in two in Florida and Arizona two huge covid hotspots but then yep. i remembered the entire country's hotspot Everything's so a hot spot. Yep. it's like it doesn't matter anymore it's everywhere yeah. in wisconsin in wisconsin they had to invent a new scale that has like extreme critical death zone or whatever like Great. it's fucking just horrible and every single it's it's red across the board, like the entire country. No, 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 no. It's dark red across the board, except uh, Vermont and sometimes Maine are regular red. It, and even if everything is red, uh, those are going to be huge tourism drivers. People will fly there and they'll take it back home with them. Very cool country, um, but you know we got rid of Trump, so we solved it. I'm sure everything is just going to yeah, be yeah. We defeated fascism. Perfectly what more fine. Do you people want? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We we beat fascism, kiddo. Um, and now everything's fine. Let's it, see. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on catching COVID at, at brunch on Saturday. I've got that like written down on my little calendar. Hmm. This next question, um, because they, uh, let's see, at Peter ABH says, hey, BAP, which I assume is batting around podcast, which makes me realize that Ooh, our uh, like initials... That. That we're we're bap we're bapping we're bapping I love it we're we're bapping what's bapping that's can, a new name of the box that's, that's our box we we're, we're stealing that we're taking that that's ours yeah <laughs> we yeah. that we're yeah was bapping mm-hmm. uh, that's ours we're the we're the bapping we're the bappers of the baseball world um, <laughs> <laughs> going yeah. to start slipping in uh, cryptic references to idlib see if anybody gets mad at me eyes on Cooperstown all right so hey bap. I have a mailbag question. Lauren often reminds us not to conflate baseball with MLB. What are some of your favorite non-MLB ways to enjoy baseball or favorite non-MLB baseball memories? Any suggestions for how to diversify a baseball viewer's baseball-related experiences? And no, I'm not saying to stay up all night watch KBO games. Um, I don't think you have to stay up all night watching KBO games. You can watch them the next day. It's fine. Uh, first and foremost, playing it yourself or, or yeah. supporting someone who plays and just going to a, a finding a local tournament and becoming a fan, which people do. Uh, they really do turn out for that kind of thing. There's uh, adult leagues. They're fun to go and watch. Absolutely. And college baseball is another huge, it's still an exploited program, still a weird fucked up thing, but it is an alternative. Um, and softball, uh, even, even a kickball league has a lot of the same principles. It's like organization, organizing teams are going to get a lot of the same kind of buzz from it. And we'll see where the uh, where the indie leagues are at mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon. But there are independent baseball leagues. There are uh, when of... I was when I was growing up, I would go to the St. Paul Saints games. Oh, good classic team name, one of the best. Very, very, very fun games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they always had really great giveaways. They had a Larry Craig bobblefoot giveaway one time, which was very funny. He was the Republican senator that got caught soliciting gay sex in the Minneapolis airport, and they gave away a bobblefoot, which was a bathroom stall where the foot shook, where the feet shook. Oh, that's so good. I've never needed anything more. <laughs> you I can usually find that. them on eBay for like 50 bucks. They're pretty Fuck. good. I... Have, if anybody's listening who uh, wants to get me a Christmas present, yeah, get me that. Get the Larry Craig bobblefoot. Um, and then he had a, just like a really shitty stadium in Midway, uh, St. Paul, when I was growing up. Uh, it was it was so fun. They were kind of they were they were owned by Bill Murray. I don't know if they're still owned by Bill Murray, but they were they kind of um, made that like outlaw baseball aesthetic that minor leagues kind of took uh, took hold of as well. That was super fun. Now they have a, a much, much nicer stadium uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. And unfortunately, they might end up becoming the minor league affiliate of the, the Twins uh, pretty soon here. Uh, the Twins, like with all of the, how they've, you know, Major League Baseball has cut out a bunch of minor league teams. Uh, the Twins have said they're no longer going to have the Rochester Red Wings as their uh, AAA affiliate. And they might, uh, you know, take over the St. Paul Saints, which would be kind of a bummer. Um, it's fun having non-major league baseball related stuff here, but I mean, minor league baseball is still also fun. That's another way to, it's another way to go enjoy baseball, I guess. Yeah. That's still it's, affiliated, but, uh, but at a much more reasonable price and much more accessible levels. Ah, oh, fuck. The bobblefoot is on eBay for $200. Yeah. Sometimes they're like 200 bucks <laughs> sometimes, but keep, keep looking. Uh, sometimes they I'll show up for like Google 50, alert. yeah yeah sometimes they show up for like 50 80 bucks so. i totally have a good answer to that i just i'm blanking on the name of the product um yeah the problem the problem is that there's there's no there's no shortage of non-mlb baseball to enjoy it's just like mm-hmm. hard to watch and hard to follow yes. because it's not ubiquitous all among social media and like regular media media but yeah, go go look around in your community. There, there's probably. I mean, if you live in an urban area, there's probably something around that you can go check out. Mm-hmm. And if not, yeah, there, you know, there's uh, so many of these leagues re- rely on a small core of volunteers who do most of the grunt work. Uh, it's you can find four or five guys who, if you're willing to put in the time, uh, you, you can start something. Uh, it's a it's about commitment. It's what free time you have. But all, at some point, all of these leagues were three or four guys. Uh, drinking beer in, uh, at a bar and being like, you know, it'd be fun to play softball. And 20 years later, mine's still gone. So, you know, I did that, uh, I mean, a couple summers ago, uh, just talking to some coworkers. Uh, we thought it'd be really fun to, you know, just play a pickup game of baseball. And a couple weeks later, we rented a field and got like 23 or 24 people together to just play sandlot baseball. like it was a bunch of it was just like adult little league we were terrible at it but i don't know got it together it's possible you can do it there's also uh this is less like a thing that's outside of mlb but there's i'm I'm trying to remember the name of this game uh it's like a tabletop game you play uh that's like oh yeah what's that thing called one more time dead ball no, no, there is dead ball is a different one but there there is like a like a dice rolling um, baseball game yeah it's been around forever and they still yeah. update every year with players. I, I keep thinking it's Roto ball, uh, Rotograss, but that's a website. Um, oh, right. Fuck, no, that's like right. a fantasy baseball thing. I can't remember mean? what it's called. Oh, I had a bookmark on my old computer, me. but I haven't played it. Everybody um, quickly Google and Jake can edit it. Let's find it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, pl- I'll plug it in later. Stratomatic. Uh, Stratomatic. 
That's it. Yep, yep. Stratomatic. Look at Stratomatic. It. Super cool and weird <laughs> game. Like, it's got a small cult following. They've online, but also, like, uh, t- the physical printed tabletop. Super cool little niche hobby. Look into it. Okay, cool. I think that that is it for the mailbag questions. Do we have any other final thoughts, or are we, uh, we done for the week here? I got nothing. Feels, feels, like, uh, feels like we're doing good. Great. All right. Well, we will be back again soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us during the off-season. Uh, have a good one. See you next week. 